contrary to popular belief, professionalism is not dead on football and other F-words. Welcome to Football and Other F-Words. I'm your host, Michael Gillum. I'm joined by Zach Lyons and Michael Herndon. The three of us are brought to you by broadwaysportsmedia.com. And we would love for you to check us out there. We have more podcasts, articles, all kinds of loveliness. Come check us out, broadwaysportsmedia.com. Well, earlier last year, the Titans with the 29 overall first round pick decided to take a gentleman named Isaiah Wilson, and they were kind of actually better off just marching someone up to the podium and saying, we pass. <laughs> because <laughs> the guy has just been a fucking disaster. We're going to walk through that timeline of disaster with you. And of course, obviously, the last latest breaking news is that the man decided to tweet out that he was done with the Titans and then quickly deleted the tweet. We're going to cover all that. I will say, first off, obviously, some of this we're going to cover is fact. We're going to do some heavy speculating as well. This is all not, also not going to be a very kind podcast to Isaiah Wilson. Um, we're not trying to discount the fact that he may has some certainly has some off-the-field issues going on. We don't know mentally where he stands, but at the same time, this man is a teetotal disaster when it comes to being a football player. So I will start there. Isaiah Wilson has contributed absolutely nothing. And Michael, what is wrong with this man? I have no idea. This has been, you know, it started bad and has gotten progressively worse. It's like the thing where, you know, you're like, oh, well, it can't get any worse than this, right? You know, and it, and it just does constantly. That has been his entire NFL career. Um, it's like, I, I don't know. Like, I think there's probably an explanation and, and maybe we can get to, to potential explanations for it, but I just think he's an immature guy who has his priorities all out of whack. And, you know, like John Robinson said, pro football is hard work. You know, if you just want to show up and be big, that's not good enough anymore. And I, I think showing up and being big was, was kind of his thing. You know, I, I think that's what got him through high school. I and mean, he talked about on, uh, you know, another on the Bustin' with the Boys podcast, he talked about how he was kind of bragging that his high school uh, like recruiting video was only a minute and 26 seconds long and only had 13 clips in it. And that's all it took to get him five stars and, and recruited and all this other stuff to, to top schools. He's been big and that's been good enough for so long that I wonder if he's just not shocked that he actually has to work at this level. This, I, we went back and we we recently were talking about a couple of our older episodes and stuff. And I went back and I listened to the uh, the episode right after we crushed the Buffalo Bills. And I called them stupid losers throughout the podcast. I tried to cram as the, the phrase stupid losers in the podcast when describing the bill as much as possible. And I'm tempted to do it here, but he's just a loser. I don't know if he's stupid. I mean, he is just a loser. And this is a guy that we saw come in and all anybody talked about, like you said, was how big he was. When uh, they had their press conference, John Robinson and Mike Vrabel both told the story about when he walked in, they were just taken aback with how big he was. Well, you know what? 
how big you are is not the only thing that matters when you're selecting the number one, uh, your first round draft pick. Okay. Like I never really liked the pick. Now, obviously I didn't like the pick for different reasons other than (laughs) this guy was going to go off the rails and try to mumble rap or whatever he was doing (laughs) on his latest Instagram video. But I, I never liked the pick. So I'm not surprised the pick didn't pan out, but I am wholly surprised of how it didn't pan out. And this is an utterly ridiculous timeline. And there's so much to break down about this loser who is ultimately going to watch not only just watch out of the league, but he's going to wash out his bank account quicker than he's uh, deletes a tweet. And not only does this guy get a DUI, by doing donuts in the middle of an intersection after drinking like margaritas, by the way, after drinking margaritas, he posts this tweet on national margarita day. Can you have written a more perfect ending for this guy's career than for him to quit the team essentially? And, and on national margarita day, like you can't make this up. This is an epic. This is this has to be the worst NFL draft pick ever because he's only played four snaps or three snaps, however many snaps he played. And one of them was him getting knocked on his fucking ass. This is the worst first round draft pick ever. Right. I mean, in the history of the well, NFL it has to be, I, I think there's a candidate. So I want to go through some of the candidates uh, at some point for that, because I don't think Wilson is quite as bad as some of these other he guys. He gets the but, benefit of being at number 22, but right. That's, snaps. that's the saving grace. Three that's snaps. the saving grace, right? Cause yeah. like Jamarcus Russell, Ryan Lee. Well, listen, he goes through the list and the gods have said that he's frozen. The gods have said, we don't want to hear from Mike anymore because he's wrong. That's oh, now he's back. Now he's back. Well, let me let me ask this piece. Um, I'm going to start here. The red flags that apparently did not show up before the draft, and then now possibly there were a few out there. D- did the Titans ignore these? How much of this falls on John Robinson, and how much is it speculating after the fact? I think I think what happens is that look let, let's let's start with the fact that people are like well this is revisionist history. No, not technically. Scouts don't share everything that they get in a portfolio on over 200 players with the national media. And this was a COVID offseason and what people are talking about are they didn't hear any analysts or any analysts didn't put like red flags in their little draft profiles and stuff. Well, it's probably a little bit different to get that. And it sounds like to me and what looks like now, his red flags are technically subjective. So what some people may deem as a red flag, like Albert Breer has alluded to, and we'll get more in depth into that versus what someone else may consider it, it may not matter. But a there were some red flags, just not to this extent. And money changes everything, right? When you get money, the worst or the best of you comes out when you get into a lot of money. So let's not just dismiss that, oh, everybody's just trying to say that there were red flags, but there weren't any red flags. Someone obviously should be getting fired. And or, like I said, they just chose to ignore it. And that's even a worse thing because here's the thing. 
They missed Kevin Dodd. They missed on Vic Beasley, even though Vic Beasley had the biggest red flags. I mean, everybody knew it, even though some of us, including myself, were hoping that Mike Vrabel could, you know, change it. But ultimately, the red flags were all there and they chose to ignore it. This is a concerning trend that I hope that the third time's the charm that they don't ignore any more of these off-field issues. Yeah, I think I think kind of the one of the lines that they need to redraw because I mean John Robinson for the most part, I mean Kevin Dodd being obviously an outlier for the most part during his first four off seasons brought in guys that love football, you know, do all the right things, have the right mentality, you know, whether or not they're actually talented or, or good uh, is another question. But for the most part, by and large, he was bringing in guys that were good for the locker room, good for the culture, uh, everything like that. So. I don't know if he thought, you know, hey, we, we're coming off an AFC championship game appearance. We've got a lot of strong veterans in the locker room. We can afford to take some risks on some guys that are enormously physically talented. I mean, there's no, no doubt that Vic Beasley and, uh, and really even Isaiah Wilson physically have gifts that very few humans do, even at the NFL level. Um, and I wonder if they're not – if they didn't just miscalculate how strong – or how much uh, a strong locker room could influence guys like that uh, versus how much those guys were just going to bring their own baggage wherever they went. Um, and, you know, I, I think you can take risks, character risks. Uh, you know, I, I think they took one on Jeffrey Simmons um, in, in that draft, but the difference being Jeffrey Simmons had no football character questions, right? It was, it was a question of an incident in his past, not a pattern of behavior necessarily. Um, so I think Simmons obviously has panned out to be a good risk, but these other guys, I think you just, you can't make guys love football. Um, even, even if you've got a great coaching staff that motivates them and whatever, you know, and, and, you know, I'm not necessarily saying the Titans do, um, but I don't think you can make these guys love football. And I think that's a, ingredient that they absolutely have to figure out how to dial into uh you know in future off seasons because we we, we can't have more uh first round whiffs like that i mean this is a, a total throwaway well and then so, you look at it like sorry sorry Lebowski. No, go ahead go ahead we, we, there's something that needs to be laid out on the table that really nobody really talks about and i've been thinking about this lately is that he's he was when he was drafted 20 years old and he did have maturity issues, we know. Obviously, money exasperates his maturity issues, and it grows over time. But there are people who said, you know, that he has, is going to take time to develop or take time to do this. And he, he did have maturity issues where he lacked intensity and lacked focus in Georgia. Those are not – those are red flags, but they're not red flags to the extent of what we've seen. But the money and being away from – being as a 20 year old, you're basically they, he was told to be on his own, right? Like the Titans are not here to babysit you. Like an sec school technically does. They babysit you. They get you to practice, to do this, to do that. And he, the maturity issues just exasperated when he's out of the environment of Georgia and who and supposedly think, bought him by the way, which, you know, right. Hey, yeah. Hey, that's college. You know, that's whatever. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but I would assume pretty much every five star yeah. in the SEC is getting a bag of cash. 
But like that's that's a, a huge issue. But still, there are many 20 year olds. There are many 21 year olds who come through the NFL and don't do this. They don't take this for granted. And he came in fat. He came in out of shape. And he came in lazy. He fell asleep at hot tub in the hot tubs or ice baths or whatever that was right after practice. I mean, this guy, the warning signs were there. And I, the now, now there's some fans making excuses that, oh, it could be COVID has, you know, really changed his brain chemicals and all this stuff. Like, come on. I mean, he was doing, he was getting DUIs and jumping from the police and all this, jumping off balconies way before this COVID stuff. Like, give me a break with making excuses for this fucking loser. Yeah. I'm sick of it. There are yeah. no excuses anymore for Isaiah Wilson. He ran out of them. Stop making excuses. Get him off this team. I'm ready for him to go. Please, God, take Isaiah Wilson, take Shane Bowen with you so we can end the misery of Titans fans. I'm I'm uh, I'm with you on the no excuses thing because I I you know I've had COVID I didn't start getting drunk and stop showing up to work you know yeah. like that's that's not a side effect as far as I can tell um, and I just I I think Wilson you you've got to at some point you know I'm I'm all for second chances you know even third I chances in some in some <laughs> scenarios but Wilson has blown through. First, second, third, fourth, fifth, sixth, seventh, eighth, ninth, tenth, like uh, all of his chances are gone. Uh, this dude has, if a DUI and, and a three game NFL suspension that's going to end up coming with it at least, if not more, um, whenever that case is actually adjudicated, if that doesn't wake you up, and put you back, you know, and say, all right, I, I got to figure some stuff out. If that doesn't wake you up, I don't know what will. And I don't know that any veteran putting their arm around him or John Robinson calling him on the phone and telling him, oh, we love you, baby. You know, I don't think any of that's going to change him uh, if a DUI isn't going to wake his ass up. Like, wake the fuck up. You're an adult. I, I know you're only 21, and I was not, you know, perfect at 21 either, but – when you've got that paycheck and that responsibility, yeah, you've got a different level of, of responsibility than normal 21 year olds. And if you can't handle that, then maybe football's not for you. Like that's the thing. I mean, it, this is not a birthright uh, for him to be an NFL football player and he's acting like it is. And, and it, one of the red flags that I go back to now uh, also from the bustle with the boys podcast that he, when he made his appearance on there, you know, he talked about his recruitment and everything, and he had been committed to Alabama for a long time. And they asked him about why he decommitted from Bama. And the guy said it's because Nick Saban didn't give him a hug. And I'm like, are you like that? That when I heard it, I was like, well, that's really weird. And, but I was willing to give him the benefit of the doubt because we didn't know about any of this other stuff yet. But well, looking back now, I'm like, whoa, like this dude's just a, like super soft weird guy like that's that's a terrible reason to make a life decision like choosing your college didn't he make the other comment about something about john harbaugh not taking his cleats off or something golf yeah yeah off? jim harbaugh yeah yeah didn't take his cleats okay, off yeah. in uh in his house or whatever and he was like oh he was scratching up the hardwood floors or whatever which is funny about jim harbaugh <laughs> to think about that is, but, yeah uh, that, but yeah so, it's weird stuff 
I do want to, I want to back up a second to the, the Albert Breer stuff. I, I hold, hold the bookmark on 20 year old and having a lot of money. We're going to, we're going to dive into that for a second, but Albert Breer was asked on his mailbag last week, should the Titans just cut Isaiah Wilson at this point? And he responded, James Titans GM, John Robinson has a pretty strong batting average through five years as a GM, but this one to this point has been a pretty big whiff as a player. To be fair, Wilson was a stylistic fit, a mammoth road grader of an offensive lineman. He fit a need to Tennessee having lost Robinson's first, first, first round pick and starting right tackle Jack Conklin and free agency. And here's kind of the kicker, <clears throat> but there were enormous concerns about Wilson's maturity, work ethic and passion for football coming out of Georgia and scouts digging through his time there found a guy that acted with a lack of urgency, but there was nothing that said that before the draft. So are Albert Breer's sources or Breer himself kind of going back and changing the narrative now to fit the story of a guy who didn't show up or were there actual red flags there? I, I think it's, I think it's depending on who he asked. Right. I mean, like maybe some scouts, here's the thing. I go back to the, the, uh, the work of a scout, right? They, 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 uh, every team scouts over 250 players. I mean, that may even be low. Right. And they do all these profiles and everything, you know, some scouts may have better connections at Georgia than what the Titans do, or some scouts may have taken in a COVID world more time to dig into uh, and interview more people to dig into the background of Isaiah Wilson. So the scout that he's talked to or the few scouts that he talked to could have found enormous concerns to them. Again, it's, it's a subjective thing. It's not, it's not really, you know, objectively the concerns can be different between scout to scout. And here's the other thing is that what analysts find is not going to be as good as what scouts find. And scouts are not going to share what they find in hopes that like, let's just say for instance, like this was a, cause Breer's pretty, you know, Boston kind of guy, I believe if I'm not mistaken, yeah. let's say he's talking to Patriots scouts. Let's say they found these enormous concerns or do they really want it out there that this guy has enormous concerns just in case the Jets make a stupid move and draft him? Or, you know, maybe the Jets, you know, draft Isaiah Wilson instead of Metji Beckton, and I butchered that name, but their, their tackle. What if they had drafted him? Or what if the Bills drafted him and this guy never showed up? Like, scouts, they keep, they're going to keep most of this in-house. And the red flags that the general public do hear about are the ones that led to arrests or led to injuries, like the public ones. Being lazy is probably, or being maybe a uh, have lacking a work ethic or something, is an enormous red flag enough for some people to even mention to analysts and stuff like that. It's just a subjective thing. I I genuinely think that the scouts that he talked to to get this information about Isaiah Wilson do did have in their file enormous concerns. There is a reason why that. It, it was considered a reach by most standards, right? Whether that's because it was a talent issue or a maturity issue or red flag issue, we don't know. But we know that there's probably a lot of teams that didn't have Isaiah Wilson on their board because they found red flags. So 
I, I know Mike Detillier had uh, maturity concerns listed pre-draft on Wilson. Um, he was, I think, one of the only ones, which, I mean, like you said, it, it could be that they're talking to different people. It could be that, you know, like you said, one one guy's maturity concerns is because he wears a SpongeBob backpack uh, and other guy's maturity concerns is because he drinks and sleeps until three, three in the afternoon or whatever. You know, like it's – it's a sliding scale for everybody, I think. But um, I do think there's a possible little bit of, of, you know, revisionist history, but because there's also stuff from Georgia where like, I know Sam Pittman, his offensive line coach, and you expect like, for, let me say, you expect these guys to say nice things about players that worked for them and, and played with them and stuff like that. But, Sam Pittman raved about him. And even when Sam Pittman was asked after the fact, after this stuff came up in the NFL, you know, Hey, what's, what do you got? What do you think about Isaiah? And he's like, this isn't the Isaiah I knew. I'm surprised. Like I I'm shocked that this is happening. Like I hope he gets some help. Um, I, and then guys like Deandre Swift, his teammate at Georgia described him, you know, pre-draft in, a, in an interview as one of the hardest working guys uh, he's ever been around, um, you know, citing his ability to, to drop weight after he, you know, he arrived at Georgia too out of shape and, and had to redshirt a year because basically he couldn't get through summer conditioning uh, that first year in the Georgia heat. And uh, they asked him to drop weight and he did, and he got down to, to three thirty, and that's where he played most of his career. And Swift called him like one of the hardest working guys he's ever been around. He also called him a great leader, which sounds crazy, uh, you know, now, but it's, it's entirely possible that those guys saw a different side of his Isaiah Wilson than the Titans ever got to see because of whatever the reason may be. But um, yeah, I do think, I do think there was at least some people out there that believed there were maturity concerns before the draft. So I, I think there was some ignoring of, red flags that had to have happened for the Titans. And correct me, <clears throat> excuse me, correct me if I'm wrong. SEC teams, especially coaches, are not exactly going to want to make a big stink out of their players that could drop their draft stock because there's reciprocation out of that. If Isaiah Wilson gets drafted in the first, they're going to talk up O-linemen the next year that's going to be one of the first thing out of their mouths, right? We just got Isaiah Wilson drafted in the first round. Your and son they had could be two the next drafted one, right? in the first round that year. Right. They also had Andrew and, Thomas drafted in the first round and too. He sucked too, For different <laughs> reasons, but he sucked. Um. So and you know so there there's some obvious reasons why you wouldn't want to point out unless it's like you said, Zach, legal issues with arrests, the things you can't hide, then you're not going to go out of your way to point out, well, he was lazy or he showed up fat, took a while to get in shape. You're going to gloss those points over. And it's easier to quietly go off the record and kind of drop that stuff, maybe to an Albert Breer later. Right. Or like you said, if it's coming from an NFL scout from a different team, dropping that in his, in his inbox of saying, yeah, this is exactly why we didn't go with that guy. And we're really glad that somebody else drafted him and emptied the draft board at that you know, of that player. So it's, it's tough to hear now, but it is, it, you do have to take that with a grain of salt because it is a little bit of revisionist history. Um, yeah, I, I also think that like, 
you know, um, Sam Pittman coming back even after the fact and saying that, well, he was never like that here. Well, of course you're going to say that. Like, to me, that's like, of course I'm going to say that because then, again, it goes back to the recruits, right? right. Even, even if he was. But then you could say, well, it wasn't us that did this, so please, recruits, come on down. You know, we work hard at Georgia, and we'll still get you drafted, and you'll still get paid you know, millions of dollars, even if you want to flush your life down the toilet by joining up with little Uzi Vert and spending money on shitty Camaros <laughs> and all this crap. And, you, hey, you could do donuts and still get paid $11 million guaranteed if you want to do some donuts in the middle of the city that you get drafted in. So Wilson, right after being removed from the COVID-19 list, signed a four-year $11.57 million contract with a $5.97 million guaranteed. Um, I'm fuzzy on how that math works. Do you have an estima- estimation of how much cash he got up front or he what he was paid? The so signing, signing bonus up front. Yeah, his signing bonus was $6 million basically. Okay. Um, so yeah, that and then he had a guaranteed. I think his his um, salaries were all fully guaranteed. But now, since he got suspended by the team, <clears throat> technically he those salaries are not any longer fully guaranteed. So let's let's go off the dirty math that he had that he started with six million, right? And one of the interesting things about Isaiah Wilson and the way social media works now is you can almost get an hour by hour accounting of what <laughs> and what a person is doing with their money. And you're, you're actively, I'll stake my entire life on this. We're actively watching this man go broke. And just by piecing together the stuff he's been doing since he was basically placed on NFI and really, you know, stepped the spending spree up clothing, strip clubs. He's also posted pictures of him, chartering private jets which chartering a private jet round trip bare minimum can be 15 grand with fuel and paying pilots for a for a short flight i mean just even to a place a few you know uh, a, a few hundred miles away and listen you an know o- these charter people see him coming and they're charging him more of course than yeah. what they and, wouldn't a normal person and you know they're doing the add-on right adding yeah. add a couple stewardess let's add drinks let's you know so he could be spending fifteen to thirty thousand dollars per flight. Where I'm going with this, and again, pure speculation here, six million. I bet he's I bet he's spent two million so far. Just and he and after taxes, he probably only got you know three million. Right. Um, right. At like a thirty eight percent tax rate. Exactly. He probably ended. Up, I bet he's spent close to two million so far, and I just it's 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 a shame to see someone that's actively going broke. But you also are starting to see what I suspect are the hangers on, right? The, the, the leeches that are coming out of the woodwork and starting to latch on. He's been taking pictures with, you know, rappers. And one of the rappers he took a picture of, literally never heard of the guy before. His name's Uzi Vert. Got a diamond pierced in the center of his forehead. This guy looks like a bootleg vision off the Marvel comic universe. I just, I mean, it just looks like the, the trappings of a guy that's got people hanging around because he's blowing through cash obviously doesn't know how to control it and he's spending it like crazy one of the latest things that isaiah wilson tweeted out after he said he was quitting football was some sort of mumble rap video and a real loose connection that he was possibly trying to start a rap studio or become a rapper zach how broke is this guy (laughs) this this guy's gonna be broke way sooner than later i mean 
this this guy makes me feel like Vince Young should be a financial advisor. I mean, <laughs> I I I just don't. I don't understand what he thinks is going to happen. I don't think he understands the repercussions. And I think he feels like he's untouchable and that the Titans won't come back for any of his money. The being put on the NFI list means that they can technically not have to pay him his base salary and stuff. I I feel there was a couple there's a couple of possible reasons the tweet was taken down, right? Cuz we know the tweet was deleted. One, his agent probably texted, why the fuck are you making my life miserable and harder? What have I done to you? <laughs> Two, J-Rob probably got the agent to call him and say, hey, I'm trying to trade this guy. Can you get this guy to shut the fuck up? Or C, he, and this is my most likely scenario, he didn't get the sympathy that he wanted, and he wanted a bunch of hugs from Twitter community, and he didn't get them. And speaking of Twitter community... The amount of other teams' fans that want him to come to the, their team, what are you guys smoking? Like, are, are you guys just ignorant and you just see a offensive, young offensive tackle getting free? If he's not going to pan out in this locker room with the leadership that this locker room has on the offensive line and then the coaching staff, he ain't going to pan out anywhere. And he's definitely not going to pan out in Philadelphia. He's not going to pan out in New York. The New York Jets. I mean, this guy's it's, a it's fucking the, loser. It's the same. It's the same reason that the Titans fans every time a, a former first round pick is released, like Eli Apple or something like that, are always clamoring for him um, because the guy used to be considered talented, and they think, well, you know, just because it didn't work there doesn't mean it can't work here. Um, and I don't think people understand the depth of the Isaiah Wilson issues. And in fact, I went on a, a um, film study Ravens podcast with uh, Ken McCusick recently and talked about this because he was saying, you know, obviously the Ravens are going to have to trade uh, or, or being asked to trade Orlando Brown because he wants to be a left tackle now, which is uh, crazy uh, to me, <laughs> but uh, so he's they're they're trying to find, you know, what, what can we do to replace uh, Orlando Brown at right tackle? And they were thinking, well, I say Wilson's a similar body type as, as Orlando Brown uh, would play right tackle. And obviously is kind of a distressed asset. Maybe it's a buy low opportunity. And I, after I went through, I think the whole story with him from the TSU thing to multiple COVID trips to the DUI to the showing up late to practices to you know all the you know going on the NFI list everything that happened uh you know I think he by the end of it I think he was a little bit backed off of the idea <laughs> but it's um yeah I mean that's the reason why you see all right well this goes a first round pick and you know we could get him for cheap you know what's the you know what does it matter if we give him a seventh round pick or whatever to to take a shot at him. And I mean, frankly, maybe a team should do that. And, and maybe it'd work out best for everybody, but. But do we realistically think anyone's going to trade for this guy? I, I mean, no way. I mean, I'd, I'd be surprised. I, I would be surprised, but if anybody can get it done, it's probably John Robinson. He traded a six round pick for Desmond King. And like, I mean, the guy can get some stuff done and I, I don't know. I mean, you got to think that a, a, a poorly ran team that has offensive line woes will probably make a bad decision and trade for him. And 
either way, this guy's not getting paid that that full amount of the contract, or they're coming after some of that money. I mean, you you have to at some point to save some kind of face and get some of your money back, whatever you can get back. I'd assume that they could get back the base salary. I doubt yeah. they can get back the six million in signing bonus. But either way, this guy's not getting paid his full $11 million, and he's going to be flat-ass broke in about a year and a half. And and listen, when there's an ESPN 30 for 30 or there is some sob story piece about him being written about, oh, you know, the former first-round pick who, you know, went broke because of this or that, I'm going to take it. If it's an article, I'm going to print it out and on my printer people really don't use printers anymore, but I'm going to print it out and I'm going to fucking burn it because it is an utter, I'm so sick of it. And I feel so sorry. I saw a guy last night. I don't know if he listens to the show who got an Isaiah Wilson Jersey for Christmas. My God, what did you do to your family for them to, for you to deserve that Jersey? And I feel so bad for him because he was so happy on Christmas. And now he's got this Isaiah Wilson Jersey. I literally want to buy I want to buy this man another jersey, and yeah. I think I'm going to send him a DM after the show's <laughs> over. Of of let please let me contribute towards a new jersey. You know, I'm not even kidding. So I got to point something out. Um, Zach, I know you headed around his car. Can you tell me how ugly his car is? It is hideous. <laughs> now listen, I I work in the car business for most of my life, and I have seen some hideous cars. Um, I, his name escapes me, but there was a, a we sold a car to. A, an Atlanta Falcons player, and he ended up taking this beautiful uh, Yukon Denali, and it, it, he was a linebacker, and he turned it into matte gray, and it was just, it was the most hideous thing that I've seen until I saw what he's done to this Camaro, and it is hideous, and I get it. People trick out cars and do all this stuff, but there are really nice tricked-out cars and really nice, you know, custom-made Camaros and custom-made Ford Mustangs and this or that. This was hideous. And I'm so, and he, apparently he lives very close by to me um, because he put up a picture. This guy is so dumb. He put up a He's picture yeah. of, of a package being tracked and where he lived, which is <laughs> right across from me. So yeah. <laughs> he lives within a two minute driving distance. But I am very glad he, he got this. And I said this, I believe, is either on the radio show or on the podcast last week. I am very glad he got this ugly Camaro because now I could pull over to the side of the road when I see it coming and it's swerving all over the road because it will be hard to miss because the most hideous thing I have ever seen. So it's, if it's you, just bad. If you listen carefully at night, can you hear the sound of like a Chuck E. Cheese skee-ball machine just spraying out money? <laughs> Do you hear like the worrying of those cash counters where there's just cash just flat out of the I, I am I am very surprised during the ice storm that I did not hear of a Camaro being wrecked on the ice. Because this is a guy that would have got out on the ice and uh, with summer tires on a Camaro. Let's also say as a as a six foot seven individual, Isaiah Wilson at six six three fifty has no business being in a Camaro. Like uh, just it's no business whatsoever. On my back to get out of a Camaro. Yes. And I am a generous five nine. <laughs> I, I rented a Camaro one time to go on a, a business road trip, and I hated every second of it. That door, it was fast. It was kind of fun to drive, but the seats were uncomfortable. It sat too low, and it was killing my back. Killing my yeah. back. Plus, I felt like an idiot showing up to meetings in it. I mean, I felt like Isaiah Wilson. 
Like you're supposed to take me seriously, and I well, no, you this. showed up to meetings, so you're not really. Yeah, that, that's, that's a true. Good totally yeah. different situation. Because I I tweeted out yesterday after he tweeted that he was he was done with football as a Titan. No further comments. I tweeted out that I was done with swimming as a Navy SEAL, and no further comments. Um, I mean, he's such an idiot. Like, who tweets that out, and then and then deletes it because you didn't get your little Twitter hugs from uh, everybody. I mean, Here, give me a break. Me, this loser. God, let me tell you what I, what I, what I really think has happened with Isaiah Wilson. This Please is, do. this is kind of where I think this has gone and speculation. And mentioned time. Like the, the Twitter uh, love thing. Cause I, I think this is kind of like in that same vein. I think the COVID off season was weird. You know, he gets, he gets to Nashville. He's a first round pick. Uh, and he doesn't get to like hang out with his teammates right away like you normally would, right? Because normally you do rookie minicamp, you'd do some OTAs, you'd be basically at St. Thomas Sports Park all summer, uh, getting to know teammates and hanging out and stuff like that. I don't think, you know, he didn't get to do any of that. He might have met those other rookies, but he didn't get to spend a whole lot of time with them. So I think he he's like a social guy, obviously. So he's trying to find friends to hang out with, maybe, maybe find some guys that, you know, don't necessarily have the same interest that he does as far as being in shape, being a football player, that kind of thing. This, I mean, it's a very different lifestyle, right? So he hangs out with these guys, you know, maybe falls into some bad habits and then training camp starts. He shows up a little out of shape and he's expecting as a first round pick, the Titans to just, and I'm sure Isaiah Wilson coming into this saw, well, Dennis Kelly, I mean, he's been a career backup. He's 30 years old. Uh, I'm going to have no problem. I'm going to walk right into the starting right tackle job. I think he gets to camp. He's out of shape. They're playing Dennis Kelly as the, the starting right tackle. And he's, I think he immediately becomes discouraged that, okay, well, now I'm not the guy that they're loving on anymore. I'm not, you know, Vrabel's not talking me up. You know, John Robinson's not telling me how awesome I am and how great I'm going to be and all this stuff. They're telling me I got to get better. I got to be better to be able to un unseat Dennis Kelly. And I think he just gets discouraged and he just decides, um, well, fuck it. I'm not, you know, if they don't like me, you know, I think he's soft like that. I don't think he's a guy that wants to compete. I think he wants to have stuff handed to him. Uh, and I think he's just soft in a way that when Dennis Kelly didn't just give him the right tackle job on a silver platter in training camp, he got, he got sulky about it. And that's kind of led us to where we're, we're at now. And I think the fact that the Titans haven't, you know, just gifted him an opportunity uh, they've asked him to earn it, I think rubbed him the wrong way. And I, I think that's a guy that you want to get off your team as soon as possible. Because I think the locker room's done with him. I don't think there's any, and especially after the tweet last night, I don't think there's any path towards reconciliation with this dude. He's done with the team. The team should be done with him. Uh, it's just a bad fit. They just, frankly, they should thank him for exposing himself for who he is right away and not waiting two to three years into his contract to do it um, because they could have flailed around with this dude for two or three years, trying to get him into the starting lineup, watching him fail. And then, and then had to cut him, right? At least they're going to get to cut bait after one year and, and do it while they've still got Dennis Kelly under contract for two more years at a reasonable rate. So they've got a little bit of time where they can look to reboot at that right tackle position again, because I mean, the, that's really, I think, the only silver lining is that they're going to get to move on so fast. <laughs> is is you hate to say that about a 29th overall pick, but that's that's really the only good takeaway you can take from this whole thing.
You know what also pisses me off is that, you know, here on this podcast and on a live stream and then uh, over at broadwaysportsmedia.com, a lot of us, when the DUI happened, went to bat and shared our own personal stories and struggles with depression, with with making mistakes like he had made and really sympathizing with them. He has totally taken that and burnt it like he's burning his money. And he has shit all over that. He has earned no goodwill for me for any longer. I, I abhor seeing these tweets of, I hope you, uh, I hope you succeed somewhere else. I hope you, uh, this isn't the end for your NFL career. No, I hope this is the end. I will never actively have never actively rooted for a player that's left the Titans to, to, you know, struggle somewhere else and to never make it. I really, cause once you're off the Titans, I just really don't care about you hardly anymore. I don't want him to succeed anywhere in the NFL. I don't even want him to s- succeed on Cadillos de Chihuahua with Trent Richardson down on the Mexican American football league. I want him to flame out so hard and I want his rap game to be to, to suck. I don't want him to succeed. I want him to have to end up, Working at a, I don't know, working a part-time job shift somewhere because he can't, he's burned through all of his money. I, I, I don't, I, I'm sorry if that's a little too mean for some people, but people like this who have taken multitude of chances and spit in the face of someone that is trying to help you and spit in the face of a team that has paid you millions of dollars. I, I have a hard time rooting for a guy like that. And I, I understand that there are people that are definitely nicer than me out in this world that definitely probably carry a lot of empathy. He, he, he drained me of my empathy. This guy, you know, this guy does not deserve any empathy. I don't think he has any mental issues. I don't, I think he has maturity issues and I don't think he's as depressed as what he led people to believe. And I think that he is genuinely a, a scum of the earth kind of guy that scum of the earth. Yeah. I, I, I I don't like people who, who do this, you know, Vince Young was a little different. Vince Young gave us some of his great, great years and yes, he blew money and yes, he threw a temper tantrum, but I never really wished ill will, ill will towards the guy. Vince Young also stepped on the field and balled out for a bit. Right. (laughs) And, you know, I know that there are players that burn through their money and they don't take advantage of every opportunity, but this guy really just has struck a nerve with me and with this fan base as a whole. And I don't, First off, I don't think he will succeed in the NFL. It doesn't matter if he's quit football and he's not going to play football for the as a Titan anymore. He's probably not going to play any meaningful football for the rest of his career in the NFL. Maybe he goes CFL, maybe he goes to Mexican-American Football League. If the XFL comes back, whatever, that's fine. I don't think he's going to be any good. I don't want him to be any good. I, I want him to just, you know... I, I want him to reap what he sows. And, and I want I'm tired him to of, Kevin Dodd yeah, to, I'm, be, to be yeah. gone, disappear. I am so tired of people in society at large who never reap what they sow. And this is a guy that deserves to reap what he sows, and I, I hope it comes to pass. Well, Zach, I, I think you can assume this piece, and Mike, Mike knows this is a tall human being who gets asked this question. You know for the rest of his life he's going to get this question damn man you're huge do you or did you play football <laughs> and all the rest of his life football and so he's gonna have to think in the back of his head whatever lie he tells himself he's gonna have to think in the back of his head 
I mean, I could have. <laughs> I could have played football. Let me football, clarify. I want the worst for him from a career standpoint, yeah. not for a life standpoint or anything. I don't want people to misconstrue my words that, you know, I want him, you know, gone from this, you know, world. I just want yeah. him to not enjoy millions of dollars and success of something he doesn't deserve. Well, that's, that's kind of the thing, too. Like, it's he's not earned a penny of that signing bonus, yeah. and he just Bingo. basically is stealing money uh from the franchise at this point i mean it's that's that's the thing that i think should piss people off i'm out i'm out on him and i i think that anybody who who roots for this guy or tries to make excuses for this guy needs to get their head checked mike is this the worst nfl draft pick the worst first round nfl draft pick i don't i don't think so because of the level of pick because like we talked about earlier just a little bit 29th the 29th overall pick expectations and like a first or second overall pick expectations are very different um so like a Jamarcus Russell a Kajana Carter uh you know those kind of guys that went number one overall and were just as big a flameouts and frankly Jamarcus Russell probably set the Raiders back worse than Isaiah Wilson will for the Titans because I you know the Raiders tried to play Jamarcus Russell like he was fat and out of shape and didn't care, but they still put him on the field. The Titans at least had the good sense to not put Isaiah Wilson on the field uh, when he was fat and lazy and out of shape. So it, it would be like if if Isaiah Wilson played quarterback, he was a first overall pick and you actually tried to put him out there uh, is what the Raiders got out of Jamarcus Russell. So, no, I don't think he's the worst NFL draft pick of all time. You might He may go down as the – fewest I, I'm guessing he probably will get on it's the fewest snaps played for any first round pick uh, for any team ever uh but you know I don't think he's the worst pick just because he didn't he's not going to leave the damage that uh Jamarcus Russell or a uh, Kajana Carter did yeah we're very we're very lucky that we're seeing a Titans team that has built a good enough roster that they're not going to be damaged by a first round pick. As far as what we didn't need Isaiah Wilson, right? I mean, we didn't need to see him on the field. It didn't affect our win loss column. It wouldn't have, it may have affected our win loss column. If, if the Titans had put him out in the field and it may have affected that to the point where, the Titans probably could have lost a, a couple of games because they had this loser who can't play football out on the field. So we're lucky to see a Titans team like that. Now, there is some residual damage from this, right? Because you you have to think about, well, with Kevin Dye, with Vic Beasley, and now Isaiah Wilson, what, what's going on with the scouting team, you know, the, the scouts you know, the decision-making to ignore certain uh, issues plaguing players. And if you, if the Titans scouts didn't find these issues that maybe some other scouts had found, that's an entirely different problem that everybody should be worried about. I, I, I find it very hard to believe they didn't know some of these issues were, could present themselves. And I, I, to me, it's, to me, I don't care how you look at it. This is, I, I think maybe you can make a case for Ryan Leaf, but Jamarcus Russell is not a worse first round pick than uh, uh, Isaiah Wilson. And I know that he was picked number one overall. He, he just wasn't very good. And Jamarcus Russell at least played in 31 games, which is surprisingly about 
10 more than I thought he actually did. <laughs> so he yeah, actually gave them like 31 29 more than I remember. Yeah. He gave them 31 games in some form or fashion. He only started of 25 of the 31. Of horrific play though. Yeah. It was, it was bad, but let's <laughs> talk about Jawaffles that way. Quarterback play. <laughs> but at least. And they, he was he probably p- playing at like 310 pounds. Yeah. Well, you know, it is what it is. I well, am so sick of Isaiah Wilson and God, please, Titans, cut him today. Trade him today. Do something today to get this guy off the team. And I don't like hearing all these reports. And and I know that they're they're probably from sources within the thing. This hasn't changed John Robinson's opinion or anything like that. This is a meaningless tweet, blah, blah. It's pretty meaningful because there's uh, always a chance that if they don't cut him, he's not showing up. I mean, it's a it's there is some meaning behind yeah. this tweet that whether or not that John Robinson cuts him, sure, maybe that doesn't mean anything about this tweet. But whether if John Robinson does cut him, then yeah, he's this tweet's going to mean a lot because he's probably not going to show up. So there are some similarities. Similarities. Yeah, there, there's some similarities between Jamarcus and. And Isaiah both seem to be a fan of purple drink. Is this 2003? Really? Isaiah Wilson, you're drinking lean. I, I don't understand. Are, is this a three, six mafia album from high school? I, I, I just don't, I don't understand <laughs> lean of all the things you can get your hands on these days. Weed is legal in like every other state. You can get any number of alcohol combinations you want and you go with coding it just this that's the point when I realized like this is completely over. Like, dude is posting pictures of him drinking purple drink, and you have not even played more than three snaps in the NFL. One of which you ended up on your ass. That's the only snap I remember him playing, by the way. I don't even remember the other two, but um it, purple drink. Like the pur- that's where we're at. Purple drink. It's it's a disaster. And he keeps deleting his clearing his Instagram stuff. I don't even know why he's taking the effort to you know, clean out his Instagram and social media because he just keeps posting worse stuff or the same stuff. I mean, there is no, Oh, we lost Mike. Uh, There is no, um, there's, there's no reason to do any of this because he just keeps making the same mistakes. And I'm just so sick of it. I'm sick of this guy. Please Titans, just cut him. Just cut him today. This is Tuesday. Please cut him, get him off this team. Zach, what is um last question I have for you? What is going to be the name of Isaiah Wilson's rap single? Uh, they called me lazy, or no? I don't really like it. I don't know. I don't know what's going to be his first rap single. Single because I I just have a hard time unless it's going to be on SoundCloud. I just have a hard time that anybody's <laughs> listen. He is going to be that guy that posts something and he's like, Hey, follow me. Uh, if you like this, then follow my SoundCloud. And then he's also going to have those uh, glowing light rooms and he's going to be trying to sell those. Those, what, what are those things that you keep talking about? Yes. In all of, if, anytime someone has a viral tweet, these idiots will come in and send you a DM and ask you to pay like $25 for you to tweet out this stupid room light thing. It looks cheesy as hell. They're all, it's all over Twitter. Yeah, I mean, just the people making excuses for this guy already. Again, last night, you're tweeting that in the replies to the tweet that says that he doesn't want to play for your team. He doesn't want to play for your, your the team that you root for, and he stole millions of dollars. And you're like, well, gosh, I hope you're hope you uh, hope you succeed elsewhere. 
Well, that's not what you want. If you love the Tennessee Titans, that's not what you want. I, I'm going with uh, they hating, I'm stunting. Oh, they hating, the, I'm stunting. That's about the most Caucasian thing I've ever said. Um, <laughs> that is very- that is, that's painful. That's really stupid. Don't ever listen to me again about rap rap uh, consideration. So Mike, Mike is back with us. Mike, what is the name of Isaiah Wilson's rap single when it comes out? Um, blah, 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 blah. So that's what his rap sounds like. Yeah. And what about all the people that are that he's paid to be around in the background acting like that was a good rap and good diss or whatever it was? Like, I couldn't even understand. I I heard the word blog. That was about it. (laughs) Wait, was was he taking shots at us? (laughs) I don't know. Maybe, maybe at PK, who knows? I'm not gonna lie, you could stand you could pay me three hundred dollars to stand around the back of a Burger King commercial, act like it's the best hamburger I've ever had in my life. My DMs are open. That's what I'm saying. Um, yeah. So uh, what a disaster this man is. And I agree with both of you. I, I want, I just want the man off the team. It's time. He needs to go. I'm sure the Titans are looking at every logistical way possible to make that happen. I do believe that. And I, I think that's some of the flailing that you're seeing from Wilson on social media is that I believe I'm speculating, but I believe that the pressure is being ratcheted up behind the scenes on his agent is coming to him and saying, listen, they're trying to come back and get every dime that you've got, or, or you know, at least the rest of the money you've got, or they're trying to take this portion or whatever. You're making things harder on me. You're making things harder on yourself, that kind of thing. So I do believe this is coming to an end. It always seems to cum- like to culminate with a rap song or a rap album. And like, I'm not, I'm really kind of not even kidding. I mean, look at, look at Antonio Brown, right? He seemed to kind of bottom out with releasing a rap single. And then someone got in his ear and said, dude, are you going to play football again? Or is this what you're doing? So I, I don't have the same hope for Isaiah Wilson. I truly don't think he'll play another snap of football anywhere else, but I, I think the rap album rap single is always like the bottom. And this is where it's going to end. And I, I fully I'm not here it. for the redemption story. I'm not here no. for the rap albums. Keep them to yourself. Isaiah Wilson, when you leave, I'll be the happiest person in America. And I will we'll never mention you again, unless we're talking about worst NFL draft picks or a problem with J Rob's draft process. Once you're gone, you're gone. You, you did. you trash. Mike, what are your final thoughts on Isaiah Wilson? Um, just good riddance. Like I just, I've got no time for people who waste people's time and money. Um, and that's exactly what he's done for the Titans. I mean, you know, if you're too soft to, to compete for a job in at the very, I mean, playing in the NFL is such a massive privilege. And I, I think that's something that you've got to keep in mind with all this stuff. Like it, it is not his right to play in the NFL. That is a, a privilege and he earned it by being uh, really good at Georgia and he's pissed it all away now. So, uh, you know, good riddance. Like you had your chance, you blew it. Um, go do something else. Go, go try your, your rap game out. Good luck. Isaiah, listen, please, for the love of God, open a fidelity account. Please stick your money in something else. Stop spending it on private jets. No. And rap no. albums. Spend it all. Spend it all, you loser. Fidelity, Fidelity <laughs> is the name of his uh, favorite stripper, so he is yes. putting it in Fidelity. Zach yeah. wants him walking around showing people Enterprise rental cars here in about a year, which is exactly where he's going if he doesn't stop spending money. But seriously, it sucks because he's going to end up being that that statistic that people like throw out. 70% of pro athletes, especially in the NFL, go broke. 
usually after their first contract, he's going to be one of them. So, oh boy, good luck. This has been football under their F words. If you can't tell, we are done with Isaiah Wilson. We're probably going to end up talking about him again on the podcast simply because something else is going to come up. He's going to do something stupid and the Titans are going to end up having to cut him. But if we never discuss this man again, that'd be perfectly fine because we've gotten it all off our chest today. We didn't even get into Carson Wentz being a, a loser-ass quarterback that is going to the Colts. And and the, everything's coming up <laughs> Titans. I mean, let's be oh, honest. isn't even getting his number. The, the Colts are getting their comeuppance because we have spent the last two weeks discussing the FCA meeting that's going on down in Houston. Um, the, the Jacksonville Jaguars and Urban Meyer is, I guarantee, sitting at his desk right now with a list going, okay, heart attack, brain aneurysm. Um, it's going to be anal fissures. That's, that's how I'm going to leave this time. And then the Titans are actually still trying to do their best and, and build and continue a winning football team, despite their first round pick is out drink purple. I still can't get over purple drink, like purple drink. That's what you're doing. Purple drink of all things anyways. So that's where we're at football. Another F words. We're going to, we're going to discuss the Colts next week. I promise you Carson Wentz sucks. So we're going to get into that. Uh, thank you for tuning in as always the guy who has an Isaiah Wilson shirt. I'm not even kidding. I'm going to DM you after this. We're going to figure something out. Um, get that Dennis Kelly Jersey, big boy, get that Dennis Kelly Jersey. We're going to, we're going to do something for you. Um, I muted myself. Thank you for tuning in as always. Please rate, review, and subscribe. Don't produce a podcast the way I'm doing it, which is cutting off my mic in the middle of my outro. Uh, you just been out. A Broadway Sports Media Production.